Green is brought to you by Galinda Moser of Remax Living. Hello and welcome to Being Green. I'm Glynis Crook. Today is the final day of the Biennial World Science Forum at the Cape Town Convention Centre, the first time the event is being held in Africa. The scientific community, policymakers and communities are meeting to exchange ideas on how science can help to address global challenges, including climate change. One of the talks during the week was on climate justice and seeking equitable solutions to the impact of climate change on health. Dr. Robin Fears, project leader of the Inter-Academy Partnership, a global network of academies of science, medicine and engineering, was one of the speakers. The impact of climate change on health is here and now, but the impact will get a lot worse unless we do something urgently and with ambition. The evidence that has accumulated so far shows that climate change has negative impacts on health through a diverse range of pathways, both direct and indirect. And together, the effects on health include both physical and mental health. We, we need to address many of the issues for building resilient health sector alongside specific mitigation and adaptation solutions. You spoke about the diversity of the, the range of problems and it was mentioned extreme heat, air yeah. quality, water quality, yeah. food supply. Yeah. But you also mentioned one that one wouldn't immediately think of, which was this mental health impact. Yeah. Well, the, the, the mental health impact can be seen as a direct impact of the anxiety that is growing, for example, in the younger generation about the problems of climate change. But it is also associated with a number of the current and future impacts. For example, flooding creates displacement of a population that is associated, of course, with anxiety and depression as mental health impacts. Impact via food insecurity can again increase mental health problems. And what one of the examples that I did mention, although without the detail, was forced displacement as a migration. We can't really quantify the contribution of climate change to migration, but we know it is a significant factor. Of course, this problem isn't just a developing world problem. It's a problem in the developed world as yeah. well. But in a continent like Africa, where there are already vulnerable people, the yeah. vulnerable are actually more vulnerable. Yes, absolutely. It's a combination of factors. Partly it's exposure, so, so it's exposure to the risk, such as heat or, or, or flooding, which may be greater in, in parts of Africa and uh, the Mediterranean region that I mentioned than elsewhere. But then, of course, the vulnerability may be exacerbated by potential variability in the availability of health services or, or other responses to climate change. So we are exacerbating the problems that already exist in parts of the world, parts of Africa, but, but also within all of our countries, certain parts of the population are perhaps more vulnerable, the elderly in response to heat uh, and the impact on, on cardiovascular disease, for example, is a very well-researched area around the world in terms of vulnerability. I might just add that what, what one of the core issues for social justice, which is the theme of World Science Forum, relates, of course, to, to this differential vulnerability, but moreover, that those countries, those populations who are most vulnerable and most negatively affected are actually among those who've done least to create the problem. That, that is in terms of greenhouse gas emissions, and yet they are suffering the most.
Obviously, a very crucial question for a lot of um, developing countries is funding. Yes. Because if they're already having other challenges, funding yes. education, yes. funding other yes. things, to come up with the money for this is not an easy task. And you yes. mentioned that health gets the least funding in terms of adaptation. Yes, of course, that, that there are funding streams worldwide to address impacts of climate change, particularly for mitigation, that, that is to reduce greenhouse gas emissions. There is much less funding for adaptation to that which cannot be mitigated. And in adaptation, there's very, very little relating to health. So health uh, has been somewhat overlooked in the global funding streams. But in addition, that there is the issue of social justice and fairness, that is, how can low and middle income countries be compensated, be supported for the damage that has been created outside by developed countries historically? And this is a so-called loss and damage reparation, been discussed for it for a number of years. Uh, it, it seems to have made progress in, in consequence of COP27 as a principle for reparation of loss and damage, but there's still a, a lot to be done to actually produce the money uh, and, and identify who will receive it. The principle may be established, but of course that, that there's a lot to be done in practice. But my point is that in addition to everything else, um, the policymakers will, will need to consider in, in a global socially just system that there is a need for evidence, for scientific evidence, to guide the decisions to identify who has been damaged the most. And as I say, health has to be a core part of that uh, consideration and how um, reparation can best be targeted to augment the funds that are already available through, through development. So this is not development aid. This is in addition to tackle um, the consequences of climate change. Thanks to Dr. Robin Fears, project leader of the Interacademy Partnership, a global network of academies of science, medicine and engineering that seek solutions to address the world's most challenging problems. And that's it for this week. Till next time from me, Glynis Crook. Take care and goodbye. Being Green was brought to you by Galinda Moser of Remax Living. Ask not what your community can do for you. Ask what you can do for your community. At Remax Living Real Estate, our ethos is built on giving back. From sponsoring music broadcasts to FMR's Being Green, our focus is on making your world more harmonious and our planet more sustainable. So when it comes to choosing a real estate partner, don't go for anything less than people who are maximum givers. Galinda Moser from Remax Living Real Estate. FMR.